The year was 1983. I'm 10 years old in Mrs. Green's reading lab, doing the one thing that I fear the most, reading out loud. Um, the train pulled into the... S- s- Mrs. Green, read with enunciation. The train pulled into the station. Okay. The train pulled into the station, Mrs. Green. Steve, if you didn't have this handicap, you would be a great reader. What if I told you that something that appears to be a disadvantage might very well be an advantage? On today's show, so buckle up, because here we go. You're listening to Pull Up and Thrive, and this is your host, Stephen Caps. That is right. What if your greatest struggle, your greatest difficulty, your greatest hardship actually gives you an advantage? Welcome to another exciting show. It's a little different today, I think. No one wants to struggle. No one wants to suffer pain. No one wants to endure hardship. But these are the very things that can give us the advantage. Since I've become a dad of beautiful twin girls, I never want them to suffer pain. I never want them to be hurt. I don't want them to be damaged in any way. I want to protect them, all the hurt and the trauma and all the injuries that this world and life can cause. I want to protect them from that. But those are the very things that give us strength. Let me explain. Why is the greatest generation called the greatest generation? Because they never suffered anything? Because they avoided hardship and difficulty? Quite the opposite. The greatest generation was great because they went through the Great Depression. They went through World War II. From 1929 until 1945, 16 years of hardship, loss, pressure, sacrifice. And you have a pressure cooker like that. And those that took advantage of it, they were proud to be part of the greatest generation. The ones that became great did whatever it took to get through it. You and I can have difficulty and not take advantage of it. We do not want to do that because there is a power in the process. Go with me. You see a butterfly in a cocoon struggling to get out. And you think, if I can only help it just a little bit so it doesn't have to struggle. The problem with that is that the butterfly, the struggle, gives it the strength to survive in this life. There is a super powerful video that I'm going to drop in the show notes that shows that exact 
moment, that exact a butterfly emerging from a cocoon and you think I'm going to help it so it doesn't have to struggle. And now I'm not talking about struggle because I think I deserve it, because I'm not worthy to have a good life. I'm not worthy of success. That is not the type of struggle that I am talking about. It's not, woe is me, everybody hates me, nobody loves me, I'm going to go eat some worms. Anything of value has struggle or a process. There are hardships and setbacks in life, and avoiding them, giving up, not leaning in, you will not maximize the difficulty. If I'm going to spend six months, six years, if I'm going to spend 20 years or whatever it is, Facing a challenge, facing a situation that is hard, I will guarantee you that I'm going to do my best to lean in and maximize that time. I'm going to squeeze out the nectar that is available for me during that season. Whenever Lisa, my wife that I lost to cancer, whenever we were in the middle of the fight, I met with one of my a mentors, and I told him, I do not want to just survive. I don't want to just survive the storm and say, hey, I made it. I want to squeeze every ounce that every ounce of goodness that is in this hardship and difficulty that it may work something in me. There is a purpose in the process. Sarah and I love to watch uh, Shark Tank you know, where all types of crazy folks come in and um, pitch their deals to the sharks. And sometimes they're good deals, sometimes they're crazy. But did you know that Kevin O'Leary, Damon John, and Barbara, Barbara Cochran, Corcoran, however you say that, every single one of them struggled and may still and probably do struggle with dyslexia. And they attribute that struggle to their success. Now, for most of my life, I, I had a very pronounced stutter. What I did at the beginning of the show, that was no exaggeration. I stuttered so bad. And I had all these tricks and a gimmicks and a techniques to try to avoid certain words, try to use word substitution. Like, as an example, I always had trouble saying my name, and which is pretty common with stutterers. Doesn't matter if your name's Jeff, Joe, Steve, whatever. You have trouble saying your name. And I had troubles, troubles with, with STs, SLs, S, SPs, any of those. So saying my name... You know, st 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 oh man. So I had one trick that I used for a, for a little while and, uh, until it quit working. But I would say my last name first. Hey, I, hey, I'm Caps, Stephen Caps, be because I had that flow that it those words would you know glide off my tongue. But then that quit working, so I would have to try something else, and I would use lots of. Uh, filler words, trying to give myself a running start. You know, if I say, um, 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 like and because and, that gives me a running start at the word, but it's very distracting to the person that you're um, 
talking to. So there's all types of gimmicks and tricks and I, all these maneuvers and I'm trying to figure out how I can say what I want to say and not stutter. There were countless times where I'm at the restaurant and I want a chocolate shake and a cheeseburger, but I couldn't say chocolate or cheeseburger and I get up to the counter um, 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 a vanilla shake and a hamburger <laughs> and you, you know, order what you do not want to order because you cannot say the words. So my life has been full of challenges, hardships, and struggles. I am the uh, second youngest of five kids. I was a PK, a preacher's kid. So if that's not bad enough, I don't know what is. Whenever I was nine years old, I had an older brother that was killed in a car wreck. I had a very pronounced stutter and we moved all the time. So I'm always the new kid. Great. You know, always picked on. And then you have to say your name all the time. Introduce yourself. By the time I graduated high school, we had moved more than 20 times. So I leave home at 19. I drop out of college. I start to get some traction in my mid-20s. But by the time I'm 33, I'm a widower. So all of this leads us to number one. No excuses. It's easy whenever you you have all of these sayings that they are legitimate reasons why I can't. These are real reasons. This isn't, I forgot. This is, it is hard for me to talk. It is hard, it is hard for me to read. It is hard for me to engage because I'm always new. I have had tragedy and hardship, but I'm going to say, I'm going to be the first one to say it, no excuses. Because no matter how great the excuse is, at the end of the day, even the best excuses sound an awful lot like, the dog ate my homework. Now, we have to understand, you have to hear this, there will always be obstacles, hurdles, and roadblocks. Always, for the rest of our lives until the end of time on this earth. But it's our job to ask the question and solve the problem, how do I get over it, under it, or around it? There is no avoiding it. Struggles, hurdles, obstacles, and roadblocks will always be there. When my wife died, I prayed with great tears, God, don't let me go crazy. Why? Well, one I, one, I didn't want to go crazy, but two, I knew if I did, people would understand. And I did not want people to understand be, simply because we all know someone that ever since the accident, ever since the bankruptcy, ever since the divorce, ever since Steve's wife's wife died, he hasn't been the same. And I did not want people to understand. Now, look, I know that these are hard and tragic situations, but we have to do whatever it takes to get through this stuff. Talk to a friend, talk to a counselor, talk to a pastor, do whatever. Do whatever. And I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this piece here is so powerful. 
if we can tap into that nectar that we can squeeze out of these situations. And number two, we have to understand that life is not fair. Life is not fair. You can do everything right and still fail. You can do everything right and still lose the game. You can do everything right and you can still die. I've had friends that were health nuts. They ate right. They exercised. They had a good lifestyle. They didn't have bad habits. They didn't smoke. They didn't drink. All those things that you associate with a negative lifestyle, and they still died young. Life is not fair. We all have equal opportunities, but the outcomes are not equal. So we have to understand and accept that life isn't fair. So whenever things happen to us, we cannot, oh, life isn't fair, woe is me. Life isn't fair. And the sooner that we understand that, the better off that we'll all be. Number three, there are no shortcuts. There is no easy button. When I go, when you go to the gym, you have to put in the work if you want to see results. If you want to see results in anything that you do, you have to put in the work. And by shortcut, I mean homework is hard, okay? You have to do your homework. Whenever you're in school, you have to do the work. If someone else does it for me and I turn in their work and I get an A, that didn't help me any. That did not help me at all. I learned nothing. That is the shortcuts that I am talking about. Or if you run up a bunch of debt, and then you do a debt consolidation loan and you pay off all, all of your debts that you ran up. You learn nothing. It is easy. But what happens is that you don't change your habits. You don't change your habits. And what happens with debt, because I have been there, you run up all of this debt, did a, get a debt consolidation loan, pay off all of your debts, you didn't have to work for it. It wasn't hard. There wasn't a process. And then the debt grows back. So now you're double in debt. In Malcolm Gladwell's book, David and Goliath, he talks about the inverted U-curve. So, uh, so imagine, if you would, the hump of a camel, an inverted U. He talks about going up the inverted U-curve, that your life gets better, okay, going up the curve. But at some point, it doesn't matter, and at some point, it actually makes your life worse. So let's say you've all seen the shows and the, uh, and the, uh, and the documentaries where someone wins the lottery. Does your life usually get better or does it get worse? It usually gets worse. So at some point, money can make your life better. There is an improvement. There is a quality of life. Or let's use hard work. At some point, working hard makes your life better. At some point, it doesn't really matter that much. And then at some point, it actually makes your life worse. So if you're working all the time and you never see your family, it'll make your life worse. If you had to work hard as a kid 
and you have a strong work ethic, a strong, stable life and business, and you think, oh, I don't want to make my kids work hard. What happens? That actually makes their life worse. So we do not want that. And I will drop a link in the show notes for that book. It is a super powerful book. And number four, we have to lean in. Okay, we have to lean in to hardships and difficulties. And let me say, I will be the first one to say, this is not natural. It is natural to want to pull back, run. I don't want to deal with it. This is too hard. Okay, that is natural. That is what I want to do. That is the first thing I want to do is I don't want to deal with this. This is too difficult. But if we can lean in, If we can lean in to the hardship and the difficulty and the pain, we will be better for it. Whenever I go to the doctor, okay, uh, I had an issue with my hip and I go in and, hey, I want a shot. I want a shot or I want a pill. I don't want to do exercises for six months to make it better. See, that's what I'm talking about, shortcuts and leaning in. Everybody, human beings, want a shortcut. But whenever we lean in, whenever we work hard, whenever we lean in, that is the hard work. And doing the hard work makes you stronger. When you have tragedy, get help. Get counseling, prayer, support group. Whenever you had true hardship, you need help. Get the help, deal with the pain. Because I always say that there are two, two, two types of people. There are people who will lean in and deal with it, even though it's hard and painful, and know it's no fun. No, it is no fun to see your wife at 30 years old in a casket. That is no fun. It is no fun to go through a cancer treatments, With your spouse or your loved one, that is no fun. But doing that, leaning in, is what will make you stronger. Because whenever Lisa died, we had been leaning in together for months and months and months and months. So leaning in, facing it, dealing it, facing it and dealing with it made us stronger. So like I had said earlier, whenever Lisa died, I prayed with great tears. God, don't don't let me go crazy. Because I knew that if I did, people would understand. And I did not want people to understand. I wanted them to be confounded. I, I wanted them to be scratching their heads and why didn't he crack? Why didn't he go crazy? See, these types of moments, all right? The moments when we want to pull back and say, no, I don't want to deal with it. It is too hard. Those types of moments, those will either define us for the rest of our lives. Well, he hasn't been the same since his wife died. Ever since the divorce, he just hasn't recovered. Those moments will either define us or they will refine us. 
when we don't make excuses, whenever we realize life isn't fair, whenever we lean in, whenever we deal with the pain, and when we say this moment is not going to define me, this will refine me. There will come a day, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not five years from now, maybe not even 10 years from now, but there will come a day whenever you will look back at that hardship, that difficulty, that pain, that tragedy, and say, that was a gift for my life. So today, I can sit here and I can say, for me, stuttering, loss, and struggle have all been a gift to my life. I'm Stephen Caps. Till next time, you're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough, life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.